Assalamu alaikum, ladies and gentlemen. If you like this podcast, if you benefit from this podcast or you benefit from some of the writing that we do on Instagram, on Facebook, if you attend our connection sessions that take place every second Sunday on Zoom, if you have been a member of our Flourish coaching course, you may, 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 being the operative word I appreciate, may want to make a subscription to our Patreon page. Why would I do that, Yusuf? Well, I'll tell you why. Because there are a number of different audio recordings on there. I can't remember exactly how many, but I think it's more than 20. At least it may be even more than that. And there's also a number of different connection sessions uploaded in full on the Patreon page. Every time we have a connection session on Zoom, I put the whole unedited recording up onto Patreon. And there are a number of different articles as well. Some things that I've written um, reflecting on topics, themes related to personal growth, the pursuit of wholeness according to the Islamic tradition. But what if you don't want to make a contribution? Well, that's cool. Don't worry about it. That's all love. Enjoy the podcast. Take it easy. I suppose there are signs, there are indicators of spiritual progress, aren't there? If the objective, if the purpose of the Durga is to facilitate accurate perception in the terminology of Sheikh Ibrahim, there are indicators of accurate perception, there are indicators of spiritual growth, but ultimately who knows whether you have found the answer, who knows if you have lived to your ultimate capacity, Allah, and that is only discovered on the, the day of eternal account. That's why accounting is done by the Creator subhanahu wa ta'ala, not by you and I, not by me, not by you, not by your friends or your relatives, your community. That is not, the account is not held by them. Because they don't know. Because it's perfectly perfect, it's perfectly possible for us to demonstrate those telltale signs of spiritual progress, but the heart still be attached to other than him, or still be stuck in a place of inaccurate perception. So remember that at the very core of this path is is ikhlas, is sincerity, is absolute sincerity and absolute truth and honesty with the self. What we seek to do is to amend our intent, our intention. And only Allah knows our intention. The Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, says explicitly actions are judged by their intention. Why are you doing what you are doing? There's the question. And a person could be sat here on the microphone for how many years have we been doing this? A couple of years now. And do it for another 50 years if Allah grants us life. And get no closer, no closer at all to the answer of the question that you are asking. One could participate in the spiritual practices of this path for years on end and not move any closer towards the Lord of all the world, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and not amend and not change anything. However, one could attend one session or one could go through one experience or have one momentary flash of realization and their entire existence would be transformed. And they would become of those who are close to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, instantaneously. Allah does as he wishes. 
it is our path it is from our teachers from those who have succeeded that we believe have succeeded upon this path who say that persistence and discipline and consistency is absolutely fundamental but nothing is required of Allah Allah does as he wishes so I suppose how do I know if I found the answer are you introspective are you looking within yourself are you looking to change yourself are you analyzing your intention are you acting for the sake of Allah or are you striving to do so these are the signs these are the indicators that you are progressing upon his way and perhaps the greatest and the simplest of answers to that question which comes from one of the great saints of, of, of the almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala is if you wish to know your position with Allah then assess Allah's position with you how important is Allah almighty to you if he is at the core of everything that you do then he says remember me and I will remember you so analyze be introspective and look at your own life this is not just for Badr this is for all of us where is Allah in your life ladies and gents la ilaha illallah I do not worship anything other than Allah he has placed me here in this circumstance in this situation he is my ilahi anta maksudi matlubi he is my goal and his ridaka and his his good pleasure is my target if that is the case then you are upon the path we seek his seek his aid in that inshallah ta'ala Therefore, having those desires and having those dreams and having those goals, but as Sheikh Ibrahim says, releasing the grip a little bit. Because what generally happens, and again, I'm asking for your reflections, ladies and gents, on this. In my experience, in my own personal experience, there have been stages in my life where my value or my significance, my self-significance, has been tied up with the achievement of a particular objective or a particular goal, usually in my case, professional. And, you know, this is one of the deities that I struggle with, is this kind of need to be acknowledged in my profession or, you know, need to have achieved a certain thing by a certain age, etc., etc. I've struggled with that for a long time. Now, is there anything wrong with me saying, for example, that I want to open a school? And I want to educate young people according to the ideas that I've been taught. No, that's not a bad thing, is it? But it very much depends what the intention is. Very much intent, uh, very much depends what the intention is behind that. Because if it is my own self-value, like I just said, I need to achieve something professionally. I need to be seen to be successful. There needs to be something written on my CV or on my tombstone, as it were. There needs to be some kind of legacy. I need to leave something behind. People need to know who I am. Me, 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 me. Mm. Remember that Allah Almighty states that the, one of the first people to be thrown into the hellfire is the reciter of the Quran. The one who recites the Quran beautifully 
and Allah Almighty says, you, you, you will enter hellfire. The reciter says, why would you throw me into the hellfire? I recited the Quran. And then Allah Almighty said, you recited it for the people. So go and get your reward from the people. Therefore, your intent is fundamental. Is there anything wrong with the dreams and the goals that you mentioned there? No, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you believe is the greatest contribution you can make, that is what you in, you intend Allah, you strive and you struggle to intend to act for the sake of Allah. This is the greatest thing that I can possibly do in this moment, according to my myopic and limited understanding. However, I also understand that it may be an absolute catastrophe for me. It may be an absolute devastating catastrophe if I were to be completely and utterly in charge of my own life and I were to open my school, for example, or I were to do X, Y and Z, whatever else it is, it might absolutely destroy me. It might turn me into an arrogant monster or it might turn me into a, a shivering wreck. Allah knows and you do not know the refrain in the Holy Quran again and again and again. So therefore, do we need to get rid of our dreams? No. Do we need to analyze our dreams very carefully? And I don't mean the, the sleeping dreams. We do need to analyze those as well, but that's a different subject. Do we need to ask ourselves very serious and deep questions about, well, why am I doing this? And there was a, I think a, Sheikh Ibrahim answered a question the other day from somebody which spoke about, well, how do I know that what I am doing is for the pleasure of Allah? You don't know. You will never know. Because actions are judged by intention. The only thing, sorry, no, the question was, how do I know I'm doing the right thing? You don't know that you're doing the right thing. Or in reality, you're doing the right thing because you're doing it. It's part of the divine plan. But what is your responsibility? It is to focus upon the intent behind it. Am I intending Allah by means of this? That's all that it comes down to. So when I get up in the morning and I go to work, when you guys get up and you say, um, uh, what did Manib say just now about investing in properties or investing in houses, etc., etc. Okay, is there anything wrong with buying a house? Well, no, there's nothing wrong with buying a house. I mean, there's a, a fiqhi question all about those things, and that's not going to take, we can't have that discussion here, but, you know, there, there are concerns about the economic system and the justice of it. However, that's a different discussion. Is this what I believe is the right thing to do for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or am I motivated by people's perceptions of me? You know, they're going to see that I've got a big house, you know. I've made it. Hmm. Because we are operating on this path, not at a, at a basic level anymore. You guys have been around long enough. We're operating at a level of you're different. You're trying to elevate above that. Are you taking more from the world than you need? Is it your insecurity? Is it your need to be significant that is driving your action? Is there a neuroticism to it? Will you only believe in your own value when you buy the house? You only believe that you're a success when you achieve that. These are all very, very important questions. There is nothing wrong with endeavoring for something in the world. In fact, I would go as far as to say that you're incomplete if you're not striving for something. As Fariza said earlier, striving for the divine pleasure, ultimately, yes, on a macro level, absolutely. I mean, if you're not doing that, then we're doomed, aren't we? 
but also having another level to that, which is a micro level, which is literally, you know, this week I am striving for this. This week I believe this is the right thing for me to do. This is where I think my life should go. This is the trajectory I'm trying to take. And by means of those, by means of negotiating the world around you, then you draw closer to him. But the monitoring, the spiritual practice, the dean is constantly keeping you under control, keeping you reined in because that nafs inside of you is wild, a wild beast that will take you running away. You might start with a pure intention and then you might get the cash and get four BMWs and one, well, five BMWs, one for every day of the week, working week, because you lost control, because you lost it. If we were all to say, you know, that there's stuff going on inside of me that I need to deal with before I can have these um, Sunday sessions, then we'd never have any of this. I don't think any of us would ever do anything, right? Because we're all broken. We're all needy. We all have tremendous flaws because that is the nature of human beings. However, what your son mentioned there is something that I wanted to bring up later on. Because I've been listening to um, a few interviews with sports people recently and trying to analyze this idea of neurosis, this kind of, you know, deep, insecure yearning for success, which drives people <clears throat> to be incredible in their chosen field. And you can see there are different people who have different perspectives, some some who are deeply unhealthy. I don't know if you had the I don't know if you should, but Badr told us that we should, shouldn't be watching TV. Sorry, but don't 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 judge me. You've seen this Michael Michael Jordan documentary. I mean, the man is unhinged. God bless him. May Allah make it easy for him. It, absolutely and utterly obsessive in a very dangerous and unhealthy manner. So when we say, for example, as you said, come on, you know, sons, believe in yourself. Of course we say that. that. That's part of our parlance, part of our language, part of the way that we speak nowadays. But then your son reminds you, you know, I believe in Allah. We call that Godfidence. Remember I said this to you before? Not confidence, Godfidence. That's why I, I sent that, that message earlier on in the group, which is that anything is possible with Allah. Anything is possible with Allah. So therefore, if you trust in him, you don't need to be, you know, what is it like swag? I'm in charge. I'm this. Look at me. I'm the best. No, no, no. I'm not the best. Genuinely, many, many occasions when I sit here and speak, I don't know what I'm saying. Do you understand? I say, Bismillah, Ya Allah, help me to say that which is needed. And things come, things come to me that I don't even know where it's coming from. I don't know what, you know, I didn't think of that beforehand. Wow, subhanAllah. Because what is needed is needed. It is him. If the trust is placed in him, you can achieve anything. No, 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 no. Wrong language again. If the trust is in him, anything can be achieved. He is the creator of all things. And if we realize when you see um, people of great success, but tremendous humility who say, you know, who stand on the platform when they've been given their awards and they say, first and foremost, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah. It is Allah who has given me this. Then this is a person of absolute gatheredness, togetherness, inner beauty, and they can do anything in the world around them. Allah can do anything. Anything with your life. He can make your business a success. 
what, what, what is it to him? The creator of everything and everyone can make our lives a success. Of course he can. But it's not you and I. It's not, oh, you know, don't, you know I, have a, I have a master's degree. Do you know? Like, like, so what? Allah will do with you as he wishes. Now, you must take the steps. And if it's part of your progression, if it's part of your objective, if it's part of your, you know, um, we have medical professionals in here. We have artists. We have um, teachers. We have all sorts of people. Now, you need to know. This is now what we term in this world, what, what people would term commonly as dunya. This is the world. You need to take the steps in the world for the sake of Allah. If you want to become a teacher, you need to get a degree and you need to get a teaching certificate. Do you know what I mean? If you want to become a doctor, you have to do your six, seven years and then you have to do your placements. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do those things and you have to do them with ihsan. So that's strategic thinking, trusting in Allah, taking those steps. If you want to be a boxer, you need to train every day. You understand? But at every single step, it's not me, it's him. He is facilitating this for me. And that's not like some kind of hyperbolic or goofy Sufi thing to say. What happens if you can't breathe tomorrow? What are you going to achieve? What's your master's degree going to do for you? What's all the education that you went through going to do for you? What's all the money that you have in the bank account going to do for you? If if he takes away your lungs. May Allah protect us. But may Allah enable us to utilize that as a, as a, as a contextualization of day-to-day life. What if he takes away... What if he takes away, you know, he, he can transform life within a moment. You've seen it yourself, ladies and gents. So everything, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. What if you don't wake up tomorrow morning? Where are your dreams and your goals now? Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah, the one who grants me life after the death of sleep. So begin from that place. And as your son says, uh, no, I believe in Allah. Allah will do what he needs to do with me. In the Arabic language and many other Islamic languages, fitra. I believe that the chosen one, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, is a manifestation of human primordiality, the archetype of human perfection. He is the greatest human. He is the greatest of all of creation. The greatest of all of creation is the human being in its wholeness, insan kamil, completion. Let's say. The when you say um, that the the human being has a natural desire or need to be seen and to be loved, etc., etc., um, I respect that and I hear that. Everything that the human being truly needs will be afforded to her or to him by the Creator, Subhanahu Wa Taala. Now, this is where it becomes very complex. If there is a need to be heard within the human being, and I can most certainly relate to that myself, and I know that contemporary psychology would say things along those lines, a hierarchy of needs, etc., etc. If there is 
a need to be heard. It is a need to speak the truth, for example, because the human is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to worship him, in order to give one's life for his sake. There are certainly forces of self-interest within the human being which will endeavor to draw one away from that. Away from doing what is appropriate towards doing what is, what's the word? Anyway, doing move one away from doing what is appropriate to doing what is expedient. That was the word I'm looking for. Doing what is in accordance with my own desires and my own whims. We will all know Allah Almighty states in the Holy Quran and take as an example the person who takes their own whims and their own desires as a Lord, as a God, as an illah, as a deity. But our tradition says la ilaha illallah. There is no deity other than Allah. Therefore, when you spoke then, you said along the lines of, you know, our tradition says that we must maintain a sense of silence. Sometimes we have to keep quiet. Silence is not the objective. Allah is the objective. Piety is not the objective. Allah is the objective. Um, power is not the objective. Allah is the objective. There will be times in your life where you have to be quiet. And you want to speak, but it's not appropriate for you to speak. There will be times in your life where you will be scared of speaking, but you must speak. You have no option because if you don't, it's inappropriate. There will be times when you have to, where you want to scream at someone, but it's not appropriate for you to scream. You're not in the right circumstances. It's not going to help. It's not pleasing to Allah. There will be times where you're, you're nervous, but you have to scream at the top of your voice. Because everything is about intent. Therefore, if there are inherent needs inside of the human being, then they exist in order, as you said, to be harnessed and directed towards the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it is by means of harnessing, utilizing, um, harnessing is the best word, the nafs, the ego inside of oneself. The ego does not exist arbitrarily. It's not, it's there because it has a purpose. Are you a person, is your natural disposition to be someone who is um, angry? That anger that you have has a use. As you said, it shouldn't be destroyed completely because there is a time where you will need to become angry for the sake of the creator. It's a source of himma, a source of energy. Everything inside of you exists with wisdom to it. Therefore, when he becomes the objective, when he becomes the goal, we no longer act in accordance with, as, as you said there, you know, this notion, this idea of um it is natural for me to want to be loved. It is natural for me to want to be seen. That's something that we need to discuss. Truly, my belief is, and you can, of course, everybody is free to disagree. Truly, I believe it is natural for you to want to worship Allah, to want to give your existence to Allah. It is truly natural for you to want to be like Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the most celebrated name in human history. So he was not anonymous. He was not hidden. So therefore the goal of, of, of the path is not to be hidden. The goal of, Allah, the, goal of the path is Allah and Allah's pleasure. Therefore, the direction that your life takes 
will be dictated by your desire for Allah's pleasure. And sometimes that will necessitate standing in front of people and being seen. And sometimes it will necessitate being behind the scenes and not getting a word of thanks from any human being. Now, an extension of that kind of uh, psychological understanding is, well, that's not fair because I have a need to be acknowledged. Real talk and said with love and with respect and bismillahirrahmanirrahim with a spirit of divine compassion. If we did not receive the acknowledgement, we didn't need it. Because Allah doesn't get things wrong. And by means of that acknowledgement not reaching us, it's because he is educating and nurturing us to see the world differently. Now, does that mean, and there's a flip side to that, okay, does that mean that you shouldn't acknowledge others when they do something right? No, Sayyidina Muhammad explicitly said what? Um, the one who has not thanked people has not thanked Allah. So therefore, when it comes down to you and I acting, the sunnah is clear. The sunnah is perfect in all of these things. It's, it tells us to be loving to our spouses, to be loving to our children, to be to be compassionate. And Nabi Ar-Rahma, he's called the prophet of mercy. When we are controlling our own contribution, then we must do all of the things that we possibly can. But that which reaches us, reaches us by means of the divine decree. Does that mean that it's right? Hmm. In the ultimate sense, things must be the way that they are. Does that mean that if someone doesn't acknowledge you for doing something that you did for them, that you shouldn't go to them and say, excuse me, you should acknowledge me for the work that I've done? It depends what your intention is again, doesn't it? Depends on why you're saying that. Are you saying it because your nafs, your ego is hurt? Or are you saying it because you want that person to become, to draw closer to Allah? You want them to become better. If you do it for the sake of Allah, you believe that that's what Allah Almighty wants from you in this moment, then you should do it. And you should say, excuse me, I did this. And it would be polite for you to say thank you. However, if that's about ego, what about me? Why am I not being seen? Why am I not being witnessed? Then the intent may not be appropriate. I hope that that helps to an extent. Let me know.